Welcome to episode two of Cloud Chat with Stefan and Matt. Um, I'm Stefan Stelter. Glad I'm you're, <laughs> yeah, glad, glad, you're uh, glad you joined us today for what should be an interesting conversation. Um, in episode one, we we covered a little bit about uh, centralization versus decentralization. What what clouds look like, what we're what we're seeing customers do in, in environments, and and how uh, how the cloud has has changed the way people think about IT. Yeah. Yes. It was actually a very interesting conversation. I love the, the, some of the points that just came up, you know, about COVID and, and the relevance yes. of cloud in that state. Yes. Um, and the acceleration of digital transformation and, and some of the thoughts around uh, how the, how the cloud has, has changed what we do. And, and the, the big piece of deciding what to put in the cloud and when to put it in the cloud was, was some of the surface of the conversation we had in episode one. Yeah. That's good. So, yeah, let's kind of take a step back, maybe, and talk about IT's role in that. Uh, Absolutely. What do you so? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Uh, I think one of the one of the core questions that that comes up is what is digital transformation and what does that mean to an organization? And you know, we have this buzzword, and we, we touched on that a little bit. That um, may have uh, may have found its genesis in in marketing speak. You know, what are we doing <laughs> to make to make our organizations more uh, more streamlined, more innovative, reaching customers where they are, um, connecting with them, and and so you know organizations are thinking about transforming digitally. Um, so you know what does that mean from a CFO perspective, a CIO perspective? What are the thoughts around digital transformation in in those areas? Well, it certainly sounds like a lot of IT involvement, doesn't it? <laughs> it sure does. But, but it, yeah. But you know, it, it's funny. You know, people go digital transformation, digital sounds like we're going to put a bunch of technology in place. And but honestly, it's it's a lot of people. It's a lot of process and it's a lot of business stuff first, isn't it? It is. I, I think that uh, that becomes a bit of the, the finger pointing that we talked about to some extent on, on our first episode where uh, when when it sounds like there's there's IT infrastructure involved to support something, well, it says digital in the word digital transformation. That sounds like it's IT's responsibility. Um, and then uh, from a an IT perspective, the the flip side is well, what are we what are we trying to transform? Who are we trying to reach differently with the, this digital platform or digital service or digital customer offering? So those those, those become really interesting debates. And then how do I know when I'm transformed? Do I have wings? I mean, yes, is there a button yes. I get? I mean, when, when is it? When is it? When is I know it? I'm done transforming. Yes. Well, so let's talk about a few things there. Um, first, if you talk about um, uh, digital transformation, and you did give a couple of great examples, uh, becoming more efficient, et cetera. That, I mean, if you kind of take, take a step back, that's process efficiencies. That's business process efficiencies. I mean, technology cannot help you until you have repeatable activities, right? Or until you have some type of building blocks. I mean, that's where automation comes in. Um, so it implies a whole different type of an IT, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and understanding the who are the who are the key members of the conversation, who needs to be in, in the discussion around... Uh, what the process looks like, what things are going to be repeatable from a, a business perspective, uh, and then how do we transform that? How do we build that into the IT infrastructure? Yes, somebody needs to set that vision. Where are we going? Right? Because you, 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 we, we need to say, well, this is where we need to be, and somebody needs to articulate that and paint that, that end state, well, because it's not an end state, is it? That, in, that initial target. Um, it implies that you're probably going to you're going to probably do certain things more and you're probably going to stop doing certain things. 
Um, and that's a that's a big conversation to have, especially when you talk about stopping <laughs> certain activities, right? Because you need that focus. And and which things are okay to stop when you when you look at the things that IT is doing today? Okay, we want to transform. Well, there's all this work we're doing right now. It's not like we have people sitting around. And the customers that I talk to, uh, they are not saying, "Hey, we we just got resources. We're just looking for something to do." This All digital right. transformation thing sounds great. Let's try that because we haven't. It's not like we're trying to keep the applications up and running, and we're not trying to, you know, make sure we're uh, building in whatever other business process initiatives are are in place. So those are uh, like the caring you're feeding of the infrastructures. Is you're implying focus again, right? So, and, and that's a hard lens to to you know, uh, dial in, uh, right? Because it, it's, it's not immediately clear about what we should be focusing on. Uh, so, so in our example, in our NetApp example, you know, one of the things that we uh, saw changing in the marketplace was the need to have our operating system run across clouds. I mean, that was the only way it was going to be practical for our customers to grow with us. Um, clearly, that is an activity within the realm of a digital transformation, providing products that customers can consume digitally. <laughs> and, and, and so that's, 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 I think, a great example of a vision. Um, but what it implies when you paint a picture like that is all the changes that need to happen in the business to really enable that. It's a different type of revenue generation, a different type of uh, delivery of product, a different type of support of the product. Actually, it's a different type of engineering the product uh, categorically. And you can see how quickly the, the vision can really put a whole company into a certain direction. Um, and, I, and I think therein lies the challenge then for an IT shop. Um, do you have thoughts around yes. that? Yes. No, it, it, uh, it makes me lean into the, uh, the supporting cast to make these things occur uh, and uh, approaching a cloud uh, mandate or and that's a topic all unto itself, just thinking about mandates in general for, for cloud. But when you, when you wanna have a direction, you want to support part of the vision is the cloud. Uh, you think about the, uh, the development cycles that are involved in that and the rapidity at which they need to occur uh, to, to accommodate for the changes in the cloud. So when you, when you look at certainly the public cloud side of things, uh, the, the capabilities of the cloud providers are evolving at an extremely rapid rate. And how do you make your offering that fits within those spaces align and, and, and allow it to take advantage of new capabilities as they're offered? So you need to be very nimble as, as an organization. Um, from our perspective to provide services in that, in that side, uh, in the, the public clouds. And then uh, there's the same amount of nimbleness that occurs on the flip side, right? If you're a consumer of the cloud, if you're an organization that's using any one of the cloud providers, you have to build that nimbleness in yourself because the cloud is a, a moving target. I think about the first time I logged into the AWS console and when I log into it today, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a completely different interface. Uh, hasn't been around that long, but it's there's the capabilities have, have broadened dramatically. So how do you use them? How do you leverage them? How do you automate within those frameworks as they're evolving quickly? Well, you, you touched on a whole bunch of things. I want to pull out one. Let's, let's in in the construct that we we just discussed. We we have a a company direction. We want to make our products more available to our customers. You mentioned mandate, and 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 and, and let's just let's. I want to talk a little bit about that because. It's like, which one of these things doesn't belong to some extent? Here you want to ex express innovation and figure out how we're going to do this. 
and then someone comes up with a mandate to do it a certain way. I mean, those things don't think seem like they go together. Right. Now, I think we both agree based on conversation yesterday that the cloud is clearly the way to innovate, right? Um, it, it releases the boundaries, but it's not a mandate, right? I think you, you, we need to agree on the type of resources we have, right? Uh, and, 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 it's, and I think you have to understand that if, if we were going a certain direction, we need to figure out collectively what resources do we have to get there. That that's the mandate is to to be open minded, <laughs> right? Leverage <laughs> leverage the right resource at the right place at the right time. And when we think about the topic of our uh, our, our time together, this cloud chat, it, it, there's this implication that maybe it's about public cloud only, and um, so much of of where customers can gain efficiencies is through that private cloud capability. And that's one of the, the things I really enjoy about the conversations we have is, is understanding the way that NetApp IT has built uh, our private cloud and, and made it something that helps us with, again, the article we touched on in, in episode one was around uh, the Andreessen Horowitz trillion dollar paradox and, and understanding that putting the right workloads on premises is often the smartest thing you can do. Those you know, right. static, kinds of uh, cash cows that the company continues to generate great revenue on. Why, why would you, if it's not in hyper growth, the, the best way you can care for that workload is to care for it on premises. It's the most cost efficient way to do it. Right. Well, it's funny. So I didn't mean to take us completely off track, but your, your point's very relevant there too. The private cloud for people who were born before the cloud, I always looked at it as a stepping stone. But now yeah. to your point, it's more than a stepping stone. It has a, it has a role. Yes. And our friends and our peer companies who are born in the cloud are realizing that private cloud has a much larger role than they ever anticipated. But I do want to get back to IT's role in, in, in digital transformation, because that was originally the conversation or originally the question that you asked me, right? Yes. So, how do we, so how do we get back to that? So George, George painted this picture of we're going to be a software we're going to be That's more of a George, George Curian. George yeah, Curian, so sorry, our, our CEO. For sure. Yep. And, and the goal was, you know, how do we help our customers go into the cloud? And how do we create that, that, that experience and give all the features and functionality and really the benefit of, of our ONTAP solution that, you know, commod, it takes commodity solutions, um, uses less of them and gives you more features. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, a beautiful, it's a beautiful story to be able to do that across the clouds. So when it comes then to IT, so what's our role? We've already kind of walked through it. Everything changes. Development, uh, the financial tracking of it, how you sell it, how you support it. Every, every aspect changes. And in, 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 in the digital transformation, it's also implied that you're going to streamline costs. In our own use case, we were asked to cut our budget by more than half at the time this was going on. And we are talking about that monumental fee change basically everything and do it for less, you know, I'm going to pick your word that you had used. It's that whole focus. How do you focus your IT shop to really start to figure out how are you going to do that? What are you seeing in customers? I mean, we can't be the only customer going through this. You, you see many customers through the partner channels. What are you seeing there? Sure. There's a, there's a mix of, uh, of customer approaches that I, that I see. And there are those where there's a cloud mandate, so that it, it just forces a, a forcing factor. And, and I think what's interesting about, uh, and I'm getting a little bit off track here, but the interesting thing about a cloud mandate 
on the one hand, it seems like it is uh, that that club that beats people into submission and it stifles creativity on, on the one hand. And I, I absolutely see that point. Um, the other side of it is if if we think about it in a less draconian way and we think, well, maybe the cloud mandate makes sure that whatever we build is cloud ready in the sense that we discussed where right. I can build it and put it into my private cloud, right? I'm, I'm thinking about the way the inputs and outputs in such a way that it could be in the public cloud, it could be like in the that. private cloud. So, you know, I, I think it's uh, like many things up for interpretation and, and it's the way that leadership conveys it to the rank and file that will really determine how something like a mandate is, is pursued. Uh, but, uh, you know, I also have customers who are, uh, set on their silos and they are having a very hard time with the the process and the focus side of things. We, we've done this a certain way and it's very difficult to overcome some of that internal process inertia uh, to, to take on something new because it is such a radical change and the resources have uh, have diminished. So we, we definitely see that in, in the customers that I engage. Um, so it, it, it's I'm, it, I always enjoy hearing how we managed to do it at NetApp, and I'm I'm excited to explore that more in our our podcasts as we go through. Well, that what's funny because you know we had been started talking about you know it does require kind of a different approach to IT. Um, I, I kind of want to go there a little bit because your silo conversation to me really resonates, right? It, it, the we because I see that too in customers. They want to they want to cling on to the old ways of doing things, but also try to go in the new direction that the business wants to. <laughs> Those two things don't seem completely aligned. And that's, I think that's a, a very hard for many of our friends out there in IT to really figure out how, what does it mean to change? What does it mean to, 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 to maybe do things differently? Um, I'll, I'll offer one point just as a talking point. I think it's the way IT has always been traditionally seen. In my opinion, IT in the past is being seen as order takers and the, the firefighters, the people you call when you have a problem. Um, that we, IT we've does been not, trained into that. The IT has been trained, trained into, into that. that. Been, you've almost been beaten into it. That is what we do. Um, it's and uh, there's a lot of you start seeing almost the gamification of support tickets. To you, you get this feeling of of. Uh, success when a support ticket gets clo closed and you know well, what will i do if i'm not closing support tickets right so it's i don't have a yeah, job that, like, yeah right there's an <laughs> existential element there for sure very interesting but, but but what this requires then is you know if we just talked about all those changes changes in finance changes in uh support changes in sales changes in re reoccurring revenue i mean there's all yes. kinds of things now you can't have an it shop that's focused on support to do that can you no. And it does require us to then figure out, so what, what is our role and where do we really want to be? I mean, I, to be honest with you, when I went to, to get trained, I wasn't trained to take, you know, service now tickets and, <laughs> and answer them, right? I, I yeah. was trained to, you get a business problem, you work with the person and you figure out what the output should be and you deliver that as an output. That That's, you know, yes. a greater you collect, collect the requirements documents, um, then look at what kinds of technical solutions can be involved in solving them, what kind of databases are out there to deliver it, what kind of front end do we need, what kind of middleware to connect to our existing systems, right? And then build build that stuff, uh, connect it, and you've got a nice uh, nine month, 18 month sort of plan. I, I don't know, how long how long were those projects for you when you were- when Back you were, then, that was realistic, yeah. but today, yeah. 
you know that's don't not, have that time <laughs> no. people want to see incremental yeah. in, increases which i think is also a change in how it needs uh-huh. to deliver so so kind of coming back then so what we're saying is you know if the business the business is changing and and, and they're looking to it to enable that and the old it doesn't work anymore in terms of we can't just be order takers i can't just blindly listen to you without having an understanding not only where you're going next or where you're going now, but where you're going next. I need to make sure that whatever we're doing is scalable. I also need to realize, as you just pointed out, that it's not, we can't wait a year for results. They, we need to see results almost immediately. How did, how did that switch flip with the IT team at NetApp and, and with the C-suite to make, you know, we were just talking about this order taker mentality for IT. How did, how did, you transition to be alongside the business and exploring how we can solve the, the process problem. It, it seems in, with many customers with which I engage, they, you know, they're, they're struggling to find that seat at the table to have those higher level conversations. They're, they're just viewed as, you know, we'll pat IT on the head and tell them what to do. Uh, they, they just don't have, don't they don't have that cloud. Right. As we kind of talked a little bit about yesterday, everything's a journey here. Right. And I wish, yeah. you know, it's funny because there's no prescription and where we're sitting now, it looks like we did all these orderly things. Cause when you go and write history, you yes. remember the big pivotal moments. <laughs> you don't remember all the chaos that went around those, those pivotal moments. So our history looks very organized and it, it couldn't have been farther from the truth. I would say that to some extent, our shift from being reactionary firefighting has happened over, unfortunately, over eight years, right? It, it's been, a, it's been a, a steady shift. You gain some success, you kind of give up a little bit and you keep moving that that needle forward where you're seeing success and seeing partnerships. Um, but it does take strong leadership. It, it, it's, it takes someone setting a vision and saying, you know what, we're going to spend more time here and less time here. And when we're spending less time here, you either need to figure out how to get rid of it <laughs> or we'll use the word automation, how to automate it. So no human beings are actually doing that work. And that's a slow, steady progression. I think the biggest change that we had came in two areas. Uh, the first being, uh, the fundamental shift in operations that we were not being paid to just keep the business running. We had a role to play and new metrics, new management visibility. And then the second one is let's stop talking, stop, let's stop talking about applications and start talking about capabilities because applications tend to put us in a box. Well, the application can't do that. You know what? I don't care what the application can do. If the business needs the capability, what does that mean? And how are we going to be able to deliver? So I think those two different ideas kind of really started to shape our, our future. Now, uh, does that get you there tomorrow? No, but every journey starts with a step. And I think the first step is for IT is to understand who our customers are. And that's both internally to IT as well as externally. And just very quickly, because I don't want to take up all the time here. Yeah, no, I'm, and, I, and I'm excited to see how we, how we start thinking about transitioning this into making that decision around which applications are important, which, which aren't. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to to that conversation as we as we continue going. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there. Oh no, I think no, the, yeah, yeah, and I think that's where we'll close today. But where where I was going with this is that even in IT, think of IT as an assembly line. Internal IT, they're the people who run the data center. They're the people who provide the network, the storage, the the the, the server processing, the middleware, the applications. I mean, you, you know, the, yeah. sorry, the database, and, and you go up, right? That's an assembly line, and every group has an internal customer to eventually hit an applications team who then has 
a business customer or possibly an external customer themselves. When you start to look at yourself like that and start to measure yourself, that starts to make that clean way of looking at yourself as a service provider. I am, my job is to make the next person in my assembly line in that analogy job easier. But yeah, and, and, and you know, then you got to get into, okay, and I, and I do think the conversation around capability versus application is very important too. So let's kind of go back to what you were saying. And, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you, how do you, how do you classify them? How do we start making those decisions and um, how did NetApp IT uh, get the right people to the conversation to be able to, to have those priorities be determined around which applications matter? Because I, you, one would imagine that every application owner, every business who's dependent on an application is going to have this feeling that their application is the most important application and the business will will collapse if if my application doesn't function or run or we're not uh, taking care of it. And I think that's going to be our conversation for our next podcast is, you know, how do we do do that assessment? And there's there's two things I want to end here. We, we, as an IT shop, you know, one of, uh, I think our discoveries is, it is about capabilities. So in a very quick example, people think, why go do a quote in a, in a certain application? And that's all that happens in that application. Well, no, uh, quoting could have lots of different elements. It can go and talk about the pricing. And you can see that capabilities aren't very rarely stuck within a application. So we really need to look at capabilities. And then to your point, how do we, how do we assess that? Because in that assessment, where does the business need capabilities? Where do we have gaps? Then starts to drive you to look at what you have and your capability to deliver. And then lastly, at least in that, just kind of set up our next conversation is, because you had brought it up, how do you do that at cloud-like speed, cloud-like agility? So it implies some level of architecture. Absolutely. Uh, excited for our next conversation. Thanks for joining us today, everyone. That was all kinds um, of fun. Absolutely, as always. <laughs> Look forward to the next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.